This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. What's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart. Every single morning, 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Today on the show, who's down for some Beverly Hills crop? Also, little man in the boat. And that's one doctor who really knows how to check your oil. But first, ah, the live dates. That's why you guys come here. Check out a show coming up this week. Can't wait. Thursday through Saturday, five shows. Me, John Kite, Ryan Neeson, Mike Eaton, The Comedy Vault, Batavia, Illinois. Tickets going to be damn near sold out already for Friday. Saturday, I know there's a couple left. Thursday, a couple left. Dude, we are going to pack that place. Thank you to everybody who has already reached out and said that they are coming to the show. John is a hometown guy. He's from Chicago. I got a lot of friends down that way. Dude, this is going to be outstanding. Cannot wait. Go to rudypovich.com. Find the dates there. Also, September 30th and October 1st, I'll be back at Gutty's in Edina, Minnesota. October 14th, The Hog's Breath, Roseville, Minnesota, with Ellie Hino, who's one of my favorite comics in town. Damn, she's a killer. October 15th, Beaver Island Brewing, St. Cloud, Minnesota. If you want tickets, hit me up. I'll probably be able to get you a couple of comps. I know that uh, Sarah, who watches the Instagram live feed, she's going to be coming to that show. All you got to do uh, is go to rudypovich.com. Last night, you're wondering what's up with the hair. The mustache is a little unruly today. That was because last night, went on down to Surly Brewing, cut Tenacious D. That's the fourth time I have seen Tenacious D. Every time is equally as good as the last. Last night, guitars, like the acoustic guitars, sounded like shit. Not their fault. Everything else sounded great. Band was tight. Jack Black does not go for the high notes like he used to, which I get. Dude, you got to have a little bit of self-preservation. You've been doing this shit for how long? You want to keep doing it? Don't go out there and trash your voice. Like I said, last show of the tour, when Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters, sounded like shit, I'm like, good, that's what I want. I want you to sound haggard and beat up. But when you're like day four into the tour, eh, keep it together. (laughs) It's a long way to get to that last stop. Show was great last night. I do have to remind myself that because of the new mustache, sometimes people, they take a look at you, even though they know you, It might take a moment for them to register who the fuck you are. Last night, my brother-in-law, Justin, and I are pulling into the parking ramp. Car in front of me, I can tell, has no goddamn idea what they're doing. Starts backing up and damn near hits my vehicle. And I'm like, what the fuck is this person doing? They finally get into the parking ramp. They make a 
They kind of go up the exit ramp, and I'm like, oh, this person has no fucking clue what they're doing. They pull into a spot, which I'm pretty goddamn sure was a handicap spot. And I look over, and the person driving is my friend Blythe. And I'm like, son of a bitch! She was already too far away for me to start yelling, you know, shit at her about parking. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm like, well, maybe I'll see her inside the inside the venue. I walk in. We're we walk up to the stage, we grab something to drink, we walk up towards the stage, and Blythe comes walking by me. And I see her, and as she's I mean, she's like four feet from me, and I go, hey lady! And Blythe turns around, I go, I gotta fucking park. She recoils like the fuck, dude? She was with some guy who literally looked like we're gonna have to scrap. The guy looked at me like, who the fuck is this guy? And she was like, uh, okay. And I'm like, I saw you. You were parking in the garage. I saw you. You were in front of me. I'm the guy you almost hit it when you were backing up. She's like, okay. And starts walking. <laughs> I look at my brother-in-law and I go, dude, she has no fucking idea who I am. So I, I text her. I'm like, hey, by the way, um, you must not recognize me because you recoiled like I was a, I was going to go goddamn Ike Turner on your ass. And about 30 seconds later, she comes running up and she gives me a hug and she's like, I am so goddamn sorry. She's like, it's the mustache. I never would have thought you, you don't strike me as the mustache guy. So when I saw a guy standing there telling me how to learn how to fucking park, I was like, who does this guy think he is? What a piece of shit. Like, no, I get it, man. I get it. And then uh, also last night, uh, a gal that uh, I used to uh, I used to date for a little while was at the show. She walked by and was like, hey, how's it going? And it's, mostly everybody I've ever dated were cool. Like, I've never, only like maybe two or three women I've dated. And when I say dated, it's not like I had long relationships with. I'm talking about like two or three dates. Anybody I've, it's just, it just wasn't going to work. And that was that. And everybody's still cool. But last night she walked by and she was like, she walked by in front of me and she looked, she was like, uh, do I know that guy? And then it dawned on her and she's like, Hey, what's up? Gave me a hug. How are you? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. She's like, I'm going to go get a beer. Yep. Absolutely. Plus I don't want to fucking talk to you because I'm in the watching this concert. I hate when motherfuckers have to like start up a conversation about shit that can easily be taken care of after the show is done. But we watch, uh, we watch the show, and about 10 minutes after that, I was there with uh, it was my brother-in-law, and then my cousin and his wife were there. And my, my cousin says, hey, was that the, that, the, that gal you used to go out with a few years ago? And I'm like, yep, it was. And my cousin's wife is like, I love her. Where is she? Tell her to come back and hang out. I'm like, no. <laughs> Why is it that my family likes my exes more than they like me? Knock that shit off. I'm tired of that. Knock it off. I am the family member. I am the one, like, when my ex, when my daughter's mom and I broke up, my mom was like, hey, we're just going to go to the mall for a while. I'm like, mom, it's been three weeks. Could you just give it six months? Don't fucking throw it in my face. Jesus Christ. Uh, what's up, Billy? Hi, Nate Hood. What's up? What's up, Tanya? Wayne, it's more disbelief we have a friend who looks like that. Yeah, this is, uh, like I said before, this is Undercover Cop on Grinder. I look like a guy who at any moment is going to go, Stop or I'll shoot! My load! It is, it's coming in nice though. I like, I like it. 
Yeah, it's definitely the mustache. I agree, Wayne. I agree. I agree, buddy. All right, let's get into uh, a little bit of news, huh? So a police officer in Texas, I made this comment about three years ago when a friend of ours had some drugs confiscated from him. And I said, I guarantee those cops do not just take and destroy the evidence. That shit gets used up. There's not a chance in hell. You can't tell me that people who haul in new furniture to people's houses, when they, if it's like a, somebody's rich-ass house and they're getting rid of a couch that's two or three years old and the guys who deliver that thing, deliver the new couch, are supposed to take the old couch to the dump, you can't tell me that those dudes are just like, hey, why don't you swing by you know, my mother-in-law's place? She could use a new couch. And we just fucking drop it off there. That shit must happen all the time. Cops do the same thing with drugs, fireworks, ammunitions. I guarantee these motherfuckers just ain't throwing it in a incinerator. There's no goddamn way. A police officer in Texas ended up getting sick and going to the hospital after accidentally eating drugs recovered from a crime scene that he thought was candy. It's total bullshit, dude. It's to- It's got to be bullshit. There's not a chance in hell that these guys... Just go ahead and take the drugs, and they're like, hey, listen, everybody, we're going to have to go ahead and toss this stuff away because it was bullshit. I don't buy any of it. This is one of the uh, chief of police talking about how they can make sure that this never happens again. Evidence cannot be sat anywhere when it is not secure. Once you remove evidence, then it's got to be in the custody of someone or in a place that cannot be tampered with, period. Yeah, it's got to be in a place like... In the tum-tum of an officer who was like, I just thought it was candy. Why would you eat that shit if it's a crime scene, you dipshit? And secondly, you knew what you were getting into. That's why it's a crime scene. You mean to tell me that there's a guy out there who's dealing hard drugs and you just took him down and he just happens to have a bowl of Werther's Originals just sitting out on the table? No, you idiot. You know what you were fucking doing. But he has to say he accidentally took some. Probably didn't realize like how potent that shit is. Which we were talking about gummies last night at the Tenacious D concert before it started. It's crazy that the state of Minnesota, when they... If you don't know the story, you should Google it. The state of Minnesota accidentally legalized uh, edible marijuana. Because when that shit passed, two Republican state senators are on audio talking to each other. And one of them says... Did we just legalize weed? And the other one goes, no, that's not till the next session. And the guy's like, I'm pretty sure we legalized weed. <laughs> but it's super unregulated. They just bring that shit in. You, Whatever you buy, if you buy that stuff over the counter, super unregulated. For the most part, a company is not going to want to sell you a bunch of shit that's going to make you sick and potentially kill you just because of the lawsuit. And I've, I don't feel like people who make edible gummies are in it for the nefarious part of it now if there's some if you're out there doing hard drugs another thing if you're buying shit from a guy in a back alley yeah you might get a little bit of fentanyl inside of the drugs you thought were okay but the state of minnesota completely lets this shit go unregulated yet they're not they're not handing out fentanyl test strips they should be throwing that shit out like the joker and $100 bills in the original Tim Burton Batman. Throw that shit out, man. We're having an epidemic right now of fentanyl deaths. Why can't these guys just take a little bit of drugs, put a little fentanyl test strip in there, mixing it with some water, and before they decide to fucking shoot up or smoke or snort or whatever it is that they plan on doing with it, then they know. That shit completely, there's, no, nothing. 
we get that. It's it's two different uh, instances where the government has once again fucked it up. They'll take they'll gladly take the tax money from it, no problem. But to actually do something about it, especially in this state, uh, it's so fucking it's incredibly frustrating. But uh, uh, while we were at the show last night. Uh, somebody had just handed me like a half an edible and they're like, just take, no, it's just half of one. I'm like, dude, you don't know me. I need half of a half of a half. All right. I'm an, I'm an eighth of an edible guy. That is my perfect zone. If I do more than that, it's bad business. Any more than that, I end up sleeping on the bottom of a fish house for three days on Lake of the Woods. Uh, Danielle agreed. This, uh, true story took care of a mother and son who OD'd on fentanyl lace drugs. It doesn't take much state of Minnesota. We spend so much extra frivolous money on bullshit. How about this thing that's actually happening in our... And we see it. We are constantly seeing it happen. And yet, no fucking recourse? This shit doesn't make the news? Come on. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I'm really glad that they legalized gummies. I'm just saying it would be nice if every now and again, these guys might be able to get their shit together. (laughs) Uh, Anna, we would much rather hand out free Narcan... Uh, for after you OD. Yes. That's the problem. There's no preventive measures. They have... Did that, did that come out right? Preventive measures. They have everything in place for after the shit goes down, but nothing beforehand. That's the weird part, man. It's frustrating. Now, I also don't think you should be doing drugs <laughs> of that caliber, but who am I to judge? It would be nice, you know? Christ, we were giving out dirt. We were giving out clean needles to people so we could help stop infectious disease. We can't hand out a tiny little. I mean, seriously, they give out test strips for hot tubs and for pools and shit. They hand those out by the dozen if you walk into a pool store. Just a little tiny fentanyl strip. That's it. I would gladly listen. Have you seen our schools lately? Our schools are fine. I would gladly take an extra twenty-five thousand dollars out of that, buy some fentanyl test strips, and hand that shit out. When I say $25,000, it's the government, which means it would probably cost $6 million to be able to hand that out over a 365-day period. That shit is frustrating. Uh, Eli Manning. You know what? I'm actually going to do that last. I'm going to do that story last. Never mind. A Cleveland auto mechanic who always dreamed of becoming a doctor has officially become a physician at 51 years of age. Good for this guy. Good for this guy. Uh, here he is talking about making the transition. Yeah, we're giving free oil changes for everybody who makes it out of the hospital well, uh, today. I was ready for a change. You know, I wanted something a little bit different for myself. Just wasn't a real opportunity in the neighborhood where I grew up and the financial constraints that we had in my own family. I've been working on things my whole life. It's just people now instead of cars. It is. It's the trope of movies and our sort of outlook on people that wrench on cars that these guys had no other place to go and they are fucking idiots and that's why they're on a creeper on their back rolling underneath a vehicle and trying to fix a catalytic converter little do you know some of these guys the way their brains work one of my good friends joe Mackey. joe was a fucking idiot in high school incredibly stupid it was like ninth grade and the teachers are like dude you're celebrating your 19th birthday we don't know what to do here finally his mom was like, fuck it, we're done with high school. Please just go get a GED. You're never going to make it, Joe. This is awful. You you don't know geometry. You don't give a fuck about any of this stuff. Why are we making you go to home ec? You'll never cook for yourself. What the fuck, guy? 
you basically whatever animal it is that you drag out of the woods that's what you eat we don't give a fuck if you know how to make a souffle why are you here joe Joe went out and got his GED and immediately he started tech school. Joe is one of the smartest people when it comes to anything mechanical. His brain just works like that. I know a lot of guys that are so goddamn book smart or so book dumb, but if you put them in front of something that moves with gears and engines, their brain just knows how to do it. So when we look at a guy who can deconstruct and a good mechanic, I'm not just talking about a guy who, you know, works over at the Jiffy Lube. I'm talking about a guy who can break down vehicles. If you have ever watched any of those racing documentaries and you have people that are talking about wind resistance and drag and hey man, the tires of this, the torque on this engine runs at a certain amount where if we deflate the tires by about three PSI, we're gonna get an extra half horsepower out of it. I'm talking about those guys. Those are the guys that got their shit together. So why is it that we don't think somebody who has the smarts to be able to deconstruct a vehicle can apply those skills to the doctor's world. We look at guys who just have greasy hands and go, that guy's a fucking moron. No, that guy is intelligent. I don't know how to, listen, I don't know how to fucking work on a car and I don't know how to be a doctor, but this guy has both of them. Like when you see somebody who has worked their ass off in the NFL and then you go, eh, I don't know how they do in the booth. I bet they would suck. I bet. Well, no, they had the wherewithal in the drive to be able to become a professional athlete. You think they can't stand there with a fucking microphone and make coherent thoughts? Seems silly. Uh, what's up, Kimberly? Hi, nice to see you on the live feed. What's up, Lauren Rice? Hi, good morning. Uh, Danielle, God forbid they actually take a proactive approach. Oh, yeah, talking about the fentanyl? Yeah. It's not that hard. Why don't you... Listen, I bet the amount of people that walk through the doors of a tobacco shop to buy edibles are maybe not 50%, but I bet there's some of the same people that run in the same crowds as people that are doing hard drugs that may contain fentanyl. Hand that shit out at the tobacco shop. Just put it, put it out like fucking Perkins and toothpicks. Grab as many as you would like. They're free. You want a little Andy's mint? We'll give you an Andy's mint with your fentanyl test strip. We'd have a lot less deaths. We'd probably have a lot more drug wars. And probably if they started testing for this shit, I bet fentanyl would, when drug dealers started realizing that they're having customers come back and trying to get their money back because they're selling them drugs laced with fentanyl, I bet that shit would stop if they let the people start testing it. Guaranteed, man. Guaranteed. Uh, Scooter, what happened with our state billion-dollar surplus? Ugh, I know. Probably got wrapped up in fucking Minnesota State Fair again or some bullshit. Happens all... It's so frustrating. I mean, don't get me wrong. My cousin Tim is alive because he got a liver from a kid who overdeed on, on drugs. Don't know if it was fentanyl or not. But he is alive because of it. So there is one positive to it. <laughs> I'm sad that that kid lost his life. But hey, man. Plus, the parent, his parents were like, listen, eh, this isn't going to go the way we want it. Let's just pull the plug and hopefully somebody can use some of these organs. Uh, Nate Hood, state surplus, currently unspent awaiting legislative approval. Well, I guarantee fentanyl test strips 
will definitely not <laughs> be on the list of shit that they intend on using that money for. Uh, Eli Manning disguised himself, tried out for Penn State's football team. He did it on the ESPN show Eli's Places. I don't watch the show. I don't consider Eli Manning to be one of the great media stars in sports these days. Uh, but there is a preview of it. It's actually not bad. And uh, I wanted to talk about this as a point with the Manning brothers. I mean, I don't know what Chet, is that his name? Is it Chet Manning? Or am I thinking of Chet Hanks? I'm thinking of Chet Hanks. But anyways, here's Eli Manning as Chad Powers trying out for the Penn State football team. How do you find your walk-ons here at Penn State? We have a tryout process, which we do twice a year. Once in the fall, which happens to be today, and once in the spring. I think I need to try out. What's up, pal? Chad Powers. Nice to meet you. We put on a show today. Chad Powers, you ain't seen nothing like him. Not just good looking, I can throw it, baby. Come on, Chad. Sign the Chad Powers guy. Is he good? I think I see something in him. This goes right back to me. There's a great part in this uh, video where he's running, and as he's like doing his 40 time, which he got like a 5.4 on, like, fuck, I run a 5.4. Like, I, that's slow. It's incredibly slow. For the NFL, for college football, 5.4. Oh. Dude. But uh, there's a funny part in there where as he's running, he's like talking to himself saying like, like, quick like the wind, run like a bunny. Quick like the wind, run like a bunny. Something like that. And I started laughing because it was actually a very funny moment. And him sort of improvising with these Penn State football players, I'm like, this goes right back to the mechanic being able to become a doctor. Everybody thought Eli Manning was a little, you know, hollow behind the eyes. Not a lot going on. He kind of always has resting dumb face. Like he has no idea what's going on. He's just sort of, it feels like there's just a blank slate. But don't forget, I mean, the guy's got fucking Super Bowls. So kind of knows what he's doing. But to see him and Peyton Manning segue into a comedic role as media people, for whatever reason, I like it. Peyton Manning really turned the tides when he did his SNL and that United Way bit when he was throwing footballs at the children and just smoking them. That was where it turned. That had because you could see it like that bit is so iconic. And the rest of that episode is so good, you can tell, like, that's where it turned for him. I'm glad that he's not doing, like, commentary and he's, like, not calling a game with Tony Romo. I don't want that. I want him out doing funny shit because he seems like he's a pretty affable guy. I could probably do without the nationwide is on your side. Chicken parm, you taste so good. I could do without that, Peyton Manning. But some of the Peyton Manning that's going on right now, I'm big. Uh, Nate Hood was just going to say Peyton Manning killed it on SNL. That was, it was so good. It was outstanding. It's like one of the, because every now and again, Saturday Night Live will, for whatever reason, throw on an Elon Musk, a Peyton Manning. They've had on, you know, numerous presidential candidates. Um, there was a couple of, Jesus, man, was it a, hmm, I'm trying to think of the guy. He was a g attorney general? Urgh. I'm spacing on it. It was awful. It's awful. But they really, like, uncovered some gold when they put Peyton Manning in there and allowed him to just... And I guarantee Peyton was like, I don't know what they have me doing here. And then that bit hit. Could you imagine filming that? Being on that set 
and then going back because they film. I mean, they literally filmed that shit on like a, a on like a Wednesday or a Thursday, and it is up on its feet by Saturday afternoon. Like it is edited and ready to go for air. That's insane how fast that turnaround is to be able to conceptualize, write, shoot, produce, edit, final approval, and to get that shit done in like two and a half, three days. Man, no wonder why these guys take weeks months at a time off because that two and a half months during the season from like you know the uh, beginning of september until basically christmas it's got to be fucking wearing on you but imagine just sitting on that going dude this is going to blow up you know that this is going to be so good dick in a box could you imagine sitting on dick in a box on friday afternoon and going you guys have to watch Saturday Night Live. And they're like, why? You're not allowed to say anything to anybody. You can't give away bits. There's an NDA, I believe, that says, like, you are not allowed. If you work there, you can't be telling people, like, what's going to be coming up. But it is outstanding. Uh, Nate Hood, he needs a Kevin Hart buddy comedy. I'd be down with that. I like the Rock-Kevin Hart combo right now. I don't know if I want to mess up that flow. Uh, Danielle, Peyton Manning is freaking hilarious. Loved him as the Q- as a QB and loved him in comedic roles. Yeah. He's very, for whatever reason, man, like who knew that that guy was living underneath that sort of, you know, five head, <laughs> that super pale, white skinned, Indianapolis Colt, Denver Bronco. Nobody would have thought that that guy, because ball players seem to be pretty serious. You, every once in a while, you get a Chad Ochocinco, you get a Gronk, but you don't get a guy who, is completely 100% by the book his entire career and then out of nowhere becomes a comedic household name. Danielle, Dick in, Box, uh, Dick in a Box is my absolute favorite. It's so good. That and when JT is dressed as the Christmas wrapping paper, as the box, and he's wrapping his wrapping pitch, Jesus, man. I wish they wouldn't kick us off Instagram for playing that stuff, or I would definitely grab it. All right, Thursday through Saturday, going to be in Batavia, Illinois, John Kite, Comedy Vault. Go to rudypovich.com, September 30th and October 1st. I'm at Gutty's. October 14th, the Hogs Breath in Roseville, and then October 15th, Beaver Island Brewing Company, St. Cloud, Minnesota, rudypovich.com if you guys want to get tickets. Highly appreciate it. If you want to go to any of those shows and you listen to this podcast or you listen to the live feed, Please hit me up. I will definitely try to get you comp tickets. We want to try to get as many people out to the shows as we possibly can. And Stand Up Raw going to be coming back in October. We'll get you some more details about that. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, and every morning, 9.45 a.m. It's live on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Until then, thank you guys so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Here's my dig in a box. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.